VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. Of course, last week we were sporting the green jackets. This week we are clad in plaid, Mr. Yes. Reynolds. I see you uh, are wearing the tartan plaid coat, which of course they hand out to the winner of the RBC Heritage. I've got my hat here, picked up a hat in the golf shop when I was lucky enough to play the golf course last summer out there in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. But let's talk about uh, the green jacket week last week Hideki Matsuyama he's got a jacket he wins his first ever major championship he becomes the first Japanese born male ever to win a major and he made it somewhat interesting down the stretch on Sunday but Wes he really grabbed this thing by the horns on Saturday after the weather delay he certainly did with the 30 on the back nine that two hour rain delay that we had on Saturday afternoon and just was a pure on approach, which he can be. He has, of course, been one of the leaders in that category for many seasons on the PGA Tour. And then was minus 125, minus 130 in the overnight on Saturday to go ahead and get this thing home. Had a few wobbles along the way. Of course, that was that was almost like inevitable. But I did feel that he was going to hang on after the third round. I just... I wasn't sure if these guys in Sunday tougher conditions were going to be able to chase him down. Nobody was really able to chase from the back. A couple guys backdoored into the top 10 like John Rahm with a 66 on Sunday tied for fifth. But you got to credit Matsuyama. I think, I think he was third for strokes gained around the green. He was leading and scrambling pretty much the entire tournament. And, you know, we've kind of been waiting for him to get this done. We saw the brilliance of him back in 2017 where he got all the way to almost, I think, 
number two in the world in the official world golf rankings and then didn't win for three and a half years. So you're kind of, it was kind of like, it's not a matter of if, but when, well, when turned out to be a very long time, about three and a half years worth. And now he has that elusive major championship. And the one thing Matsuyama has that most other players don't have is that he carries the burden for the entire country. He is the face of Japanese golf. So that media coverage that he gets now that this is the second try for an Olympic year here in Tokyo, where the summer Olympics are scheduled to be held this summer, he returns home as the conquering hero. And, you know, I I was very happy for him, even though I didn't bet the outright because I bet so many on him over the years that didn't get there. I wish I would have stuck with him this week, but you know, he was certainly capable. You were wondering when it was going to happen. I don't know how many more are going to happen for him. I'm assuming he's got at least some time on his side, being that it seems like he's in his late 30s, but he's only 29 years old. So has some opportunity. Of course, he was the low amateur here back in, I believe, 2011. So yep. only yep. one of the few players to ever be low amateur and also go on and win the golf tournament. First player from the continent of Asia to win a major since 2009. Y.E. Yang at the PGA Championship. And to be the first Japanese man, there's been several Japanese golfers that have achieved some fame in this game on the men's side, but he is now at the top of the heap. Nothing much to note for the long shots crew. Matt Eumanns did have Xander Shoffley, but of course that unraveled on the 16th hole on Sunday. My Justin Thomas play really came apart after the weather delay on Saturday. A lot of top players really didn't fire this week. And I know one guy, our own JVT, a perennial Hideki Matsuyama fan. He's the only guy I know that was on the outright winner. Yeah, very good call. And and the loyalty gets rewarded for John Von Doble to uh, stick with Matsuyama. And now he goes to number 14 in the world, has that major under his belt. So there's a little bit of a sigh of relief. But, you know, I thought he handled himself very well and obviously was very humbled and overcome by the moment. But he hung on. They kind of made it a little interesting. Xander Schauffele got within two shots, plunked that ball in the water on 16, where nobody really does that on Sunday, based on where that pin was placed, and that took his chances away. But a couple guys, I think, even though they didn't win, can really carry some momentum forward. Will Zalatoris, second in the Masters, not even a full-fledged member of the PGA Tour yet, so very good performance from him. Jordan Spieth, who took a lot of the money this week, falls short by three shots, but Jordan Spieth is back. I think we can say that now. Two that thirds, he, two seconds, and a win at Augusta. He's pretty good on that he course. Is, he is absolutely back. So, obviously, he's somebody to watch the rest of the year. Xander Schauffele, another close but no cigar in the Masters. And now John Rahm tied for fifth. So, good event, though. Even though it looked like it didn't have much intrigue, it got some intrigue near the end, though. Well, the best thing is we have another major coming up right around the corner. It will be the PGA Championship in South Carolina, where we are this week for the RBC Heritage. Coming up on Kiowa Island, the PGA Championship. We'll talk more about that coming up in the program. It is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. The Sports Betting Network, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it's time to get to our guest. It's the member guest segment. And our guest, indeed, is Stephen Hennessy. He's the deputy managing editor at Golf Digest. You can follow him on Twitter at S underscore Hennessy GD. And, uh, Stephen, welcome to the program. I got to tell you, I-, I think we've made you a VEASAN star. You appear on long shots a couple of times. Now I hear you all over the network dropping golf knowledge week in and week out, my friend. Oh, it's so much fun. I, I always <laughs> enjoy, uh, you know, just the fact that golf is being talked about 
on VEASAN, you know, quite often just shows, you know, how much golf is growing in the betting space. So it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys and everyone on the network. Obviously a huge fan of everybody. Well, very good. We are a fan of yours as well and certainly appreciate your time spent here on VEASAN. Let's talk about this golf course, the RBC Heritage, in its traditional spot following the Masters. And what's kind of odd about this, Stephen, is it's really a polar opposite as far as what the golfers faced last week at Augusta National. Last week it was big, wide fairways, big, undulated greens, and here you have tree-lined, narrow fairways, unusually small greens. Driving accuracy is very important this week, really not important very much at all at the Masters. How did you approach your handicap this week, Stephen, and especially with the guys that are making the trip down to South Carolina after being in Augusta? Yeah, you, you nailed it on a course, and you know, I just love this place, Harbor Town. It's, you know, 1969, Pete Dye and Jack Nicholas, one of the, you know, the traditional great courses on tour, and it's a public course, so, you know, all of us could go play it, which is great. I'm going to play it next month for the first time. Couldn't be more excited about that. The, the only thing I would add uh, is scrambling. I think scrambling is huge because of these really small greens. They're the second smallest set of greens on tour, second at Pebble Beach, 3,700 square feet on average, and, you know, just low profile all around. That's the way uh, Mr. Die designed it. But, yeah, the fact that these guys, and this is a stacked field, so and a lot of them are coming from Augusta, and you, you guys were just talking about Will Zalatoris, it's going to be interesting to see if he's just burnt out and kind of spent after Augusta using up all that, you know, mental energy. I think that's the key to playing Augusta is you have to think around Augusta like any other course. And, you know, every shot is you have to be so exact and, you know, similar with Harbor town, but um, you know, the fact that it's the masters, everyone's, um, you know, just up, up in terms of, in terms of energy. So, you know, I think that's an interesting uh, kind of thing to consider rather than the data, you know, I, I kind of rely on the data heavily in my handicapping, but I think you kind of have to take that narrative of, you know, are these guys going to be motivated? A guy like Dustin Johnson, who we'll talk about in a bit, you know, is he going to be motivated to get a win here? He's coming off the low of missing the cut at the masters, putting the green jacket on someone else. And he, he doesn't have a good history at Harbor town. So I think that's definitely something to consider in, in everyone's handicaps this week. Stephen, we now have the RBC Heritage and its customary date the week after the Masters. Of course, it was the second event after the restart held in June last summer. So we didn't have that angle that necessarily we see after the Masters. Because if you go with the history, and I'm curious how you attack this, because the temptation for betters is obviously to play momentum like you would ordinarily week to week. But what we've seen with Augusta National over the years not very many guys that win this event really did much the week before. A lot of missed cuts with some winners, Kuchar, Furyk, Grace, a lot of guys that didn't play at Augusta that end up winning this week. C.T. Pan in 2019, Wesley Bryan in 2017, Carl Pedersen in 2012. So you really don't get these momentum plays here where guys have a good finish at the Masters, and then if they play the next week, they play well here. So I was wondering how you did that this time because there certainly are some guys that do have some momentum coming in that absolutely makes sense near the top of the odds board, but you're kind of fighting against this old angle that has proven to be profitable. If you go ahead and fade the guys that did well at the masters a week before. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think guys who missed the cut at Augusta are interesting because we've seen that uh, this year guys will miss the cut the week before you look at Patrick Reed, Tory Torrey Pines, Brooks Kepka in Phoenix, 
uh, Daniel Berger, a couple of beefs, they all won coming off missed cuts. And I think especially, you know, kind of missing the weekend at Augusta, obviously a sign that their game wasn't in the best form it could be, but that doesn't scare me away from uh, some of the guys who, you know, had the weekend off. They're a little more relaxed entering the weekend and especially guys who didn't even play at Augusta. I think some of those guys are interesting too. Steven, you mentioned Dustin Johnson, and he's one of those players that missed the cut last week at Augusta, and I think this is a really interesting situation. You said, you know, he doesn't have a great history here at Harbortown. I don't think he's ever finished inside the top 15. Well, usually he's coming off of a very good performance at Augusta. Now, of course, they did not go to Harbortown after his win in November, but this guy's had a number of top 10s, a number of top 5s at the Masters, and then he makes the trip down to South Carolina, and he kind of experiences that Masters hangover. Do you expect it to be different for DJ this year after missing the cut at the Masters, has a couple days to regroup? Maybe he fares well this time around. Yeah, that is possible. And, you know, just looking at the results, you kind of forget that DJ was the 54-hole leader here in 2019. Uh, he had a one-shot lead coming to the final round and shot a 77, uh, you know, ended up finishing like 26 or something like that. Um, so he he is capable of obviously dominating this course. You know, his power is such a strength. Um, but I'm just I'm curious to see because his game has just been off. Uh, ever since Riviera, that final round, he entered, uh, you know, with the lead and kind of in control seemingly and uh, in the final group and, and didn't play well. So he's he's someone, I think, who I'm uh, going to fade and look to take in some matchups. Like you could get Webb Simpson against him at about even odds. And Webb Simpson's course history here is just, you know, unparalleled. I would say, you know, other than maybe the Wyndham, um, you know, if you're in a one-and-done league, this is a great – uh, week to take Webb. And so if if you could find Webb against DJ at even odds, I, I kind of like that. I, I could see DJ playing well, but I'd, I'd rather uh, fade him and kind of look at guys who come in with a little more momentum. A couple of those guys that you may want to look at in those matchups. Of course, you mentioned Webb Simpson, who was the winner here last year. All-time course record, or tournament record, rather, 22 under par. Granted, the wind didn't blow, and it was in June. You didn't get the overseed on the greens and the fairways like you normally do in April. What we do is expect this week, but... Patrick Cantlay, I think, interesting here because Patrick Cantlay is now becoming one of those players, and I didn't bet him this week, but it's certainly a Pete Dye. It fits the profile. He plays very well on Pete Dye's, uh, of course, uh, one last fall on one. And you look at how he's fared here. Did not play here in 2020, but third in 2017, seventh in 2018, third in 2019, played very, very poorly last week at Augusta, did not make the cut, and he really doesn't play a lot of warm-ups into that event which is surprising, doesn't like to play the Florida swing, but certainly has had three really good performances here, Stephen. Yeah, and he has been one of the best players in the world the past six months, too. So I think a lot of people will pivot away from Cantlay, you know, based off of what they saw at the Masters. And I think he's an interesting play in, in matchups, in DFS. Uh, that course history speaks for, speaks for itself. He's fourth in strokes gained in the past five years at Harbortown specifically, and he's only played three of those five years. That speaks to how well he's played here. Uh, he's got the die history second in strokes gained total on Pete Dye courses too. So um, I am with you, Wes. I didn't bet him, but I'd be intrigued if I find the right matchup with Cantlay. 
All right, Stephen. So who is on your card this week? Favorites, long shots, sleepers, the whole deal, outright winner, top 20 finishes, you name it. Who do you got in your pocket for Harbortown? Yeah, I think uh, starting with Abe Answer, he's he's tough to, to not get behind. He's just one of the most accurate drivers of the ball, and, you know, that's obviously key at Harbortown, obviously um, a great scrambler, too. He's second in this field uh, in the past two months in scrambling, played well at the players, and, you know, made the cut at the Masters, obviously had the unfortunate situation with the, um, the penalty and the bunker that was assessed after his round. Um, but he's got that great Pete Dye history, 10th uh, in strokes game total, um, Pete Dye courses. And he finished runner-up here last year. I, I think, you know, he's someone looking for his first PGA Tour win, and, you know, he knows how close he came. This is really a chance for him. He knows that this course probably best suits his skill set. So I'm on Abe answer. And you guys mentioned the, the overseed on the greens, a similar uh, putting surface with that overseed. Uh, is out in the desert uh, in Palm Springs. He's had a, a great history there too. So I like Abe Answer. I like Brian Harmon too, uh, 35 to one. A great short game. He and he's coming in with great form. Uh, had the good finish at the Masters. Kind of under the radar. I feel like people, you know, looking at those top name guys like you know Xander Schauffele and Spieth. But you know Brian Harmon played with Spieth in the final day. Um, and again, accurate hitter. Hits a bunch of greens and one of the best scramblers on tour. So, um, and I, I think in matchups, you know, I'm looking at Brian Harmon against Will Zalatoris. Uh, it's one of my favorite matchups of the week. So I'm on Harmon kind of anyway. I could get him this week. Um, and Chris Kirk is kind of like, that's my biggest play this week, 66 to one. There's someone who didn't play at Augusta, but, um, you know, he, he kind of checks all the boxes for me. He's just such a good ball striker. Um, he mentioned while he was contending at the players that he loves these courses where he could shape the ball both ways that really, uh, you know, plays to his strengths. And that's exactly what he gets here. And I think the players is an interesting corollary course because it's a Pete Dye design a, but B, you know, you have to be in the right position on these greens and Chris Kirk's a good scrambler. The ball too had a good finish at the Valero Texas Open, that top five did well for me. I just don't want to miss out on the Chris Kirk win, so I, I think that number pretty juicy, 66-1. to one. Uh, The last guy I'll mention, a bit of a long shot, is Denny McCarthy. Um, I think you can find him about 125, 150-1 to one in that range. But if you remember at the players, he was three back uh, after 36 holes, played in one of the final groups, and then just kind of absolutely tanked. Um, but his play coming into that was a bit inconsistent. So he's just kind of getting back to the Denny McCarthy that we saw at the end of 2020. And one of the best drivers of the ball in terms of accuracy on tour the past two months, he's 11th in driving accuracy. And the biggest thing for me, he could get one of the hottest putters on tour. He led the PGA tour in strokes gained putting uh, the past two seasons. And it seems like that putting uh, is coming back, and you guys know you got to get a hot putter, uh, you know, to get on the top of the leaderboard at RBC Heritage. This tends to be a birdie fest most years, unless the the wind picks up. Um, you know, it's not like we saw last year, but like we've seen before. Stephen, uh, in terms of matchups, you mentioned some of the guys you like. Anybody you're kind of fading this week? Maybe some big names at the top of the board have that Masters hangover. Anybody you're looking to go against or pick on this week? 
Yeah, I do like Colin Morikawa quite a bit. So I'd love to play him in some matchups, maybe against like a Terrell Hatton, um, who did have a good Masters, you know, and had a great uh, RBC heritage. But if you look a little closer at the data uh, from last year's RBC heritage, he gained over nine strokes uh, in putting. So, you know, we know that's not uh, necessarily corollary week to week. So uh, if you could find a matchup against Hatton, I kind of like that. Um, And Cam Smith, too. We've seen Cam Smith play decent the past year or so, but in terms of strokes gained driving, uh, strokes gained approach, he's not kind of in that top 15 or top 20, and he's being priced like it, you know, 30 to 1, even lower at some places. Twenty, I've seen some 22, 25 to 1s. So I would look to, to fade Cam Smith. Maybe if you could get Matthew Fitzpatrick against him. Fitzpatrick has said this is one of his favorite courses on tour, um, one of the better drivers of the golf ball, and we're just kind of seeing his play really explode and be one of the best players in the world uh, week in and week out. Um, had a decent Masters. Had, one of our guys who's on site at Augusta National said he might not have missed a fairway all week. I, I don't think the, the, the data backs that up, but um, that kind of speaks to how well Fitzpatrick's playing. And, yeah, I mentioned Will Zalatoris. I'm, I'm very high on Zalatoris going forward. Um, he's one of my plays that I made on the, in the PGA Championship. Uh, 60 to one. I found him. I, I hammered that also at the U S open hammered that at 60 to one. But this week, I think it's just asking a lot of this kid to, you know, go back to back weeks like that. So I'm going to look to fade him wherever I can. All right. Very good. Well, you tipped your hand a little bit for this next question, Stephen, uh, mentioning that you got Zalatoris to win the PGA championship. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you have anybody in pocket already or any other players that you're considering to bet for the PGA championship, which is just five weeks away? Yeah. Oh, it's great that it's so close. Um, and you know, there's, there's some decent tournaments in between, but really can't wait to Kiowa. Uh, so I got Zalatoris. I have a Siwoo Kim ticket, 150 to one, uh, after he won the Amex. I just think 150 to one for someone as talented as Siwoo. It's kind of crazy. Um, he's making that, that next step, I think in his career, um, uh, and, you know, just not being priced like it at 150 to one. And, you know, he was in the mix at the Masters, was one of the leaders in strokes gain approach uh, at Augusta. So, you know, if you could find him north of 100, I like that. Um, in terms of some other guys, um, Rory, I think Rory's the interesting one because everyone kind of had him highlighted uh, going into Kiowa as someone, you know, who they were going to play in one and done. I'm not so sure. At the moment, his game is just all over the place. So um, probably not looking to play him so much. But uh, I don't know, maybe a Sergio Garcia, too. We've seen his uh, ball striking be really good, except that Augusta, he missed the cut. That was kind of unexpected, costing me a little bit. But um, those are some of my thoughts in terms of uh, in terms of Kiowa. But love Dallas Torres if you could get him around 50 to 1. All right, my friend. Thank you very much, as always. Uh, enjoy the RBC Heritage and enjoy your round of golf at Harbor Town coming up here pretty soon, Stephen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Stephen. All right. We'll be back. And Wes is going to take a look at the European Tour event this week when we return on Long Shots on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free Welcome back to Long Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And we haven't had the across the pond segment for a little while, Wes. Of course, not last week with uh, everybody in the world focused on the Masters. But uh, we are back across the pond this week for a European tour event. It is the Austrian Open. What do you got going, my friend? Yeah, the Austrian Open actually was the first European tour event post lockdown last year had to step up as the restrictions start to kind of ease a little bit. That's kind but of funny because Harbortown was the second event yes. post lockdown. So yes. Back and, on schedule here. And now this event gets moved up to April because the Portugal Masters got canceled. So they've had to move around the schedule on the European tour a little bit. So this week we are in the Austrian Open, about 75 mi- minutes northwest of Vienna in Atzenbrug, Austria, at the Diamond Country Club. And Leader on the board in terms of the odds is Thomas Detry. Four runner-ups over the last three and a half seasons. Really the proverbial bridesmaid over there on the European Tour. Very talented player, but just never can quite seem to get over the hump. So asking you to take the favorite here with the guy that hasn't been able to cash in. Kind of a tough ask. Uh, and, and only right, at 10 to 1. Yeah, and right below him, of course, Sam Horsfield from University of Florida, the Englishman. Actually 
actually won twice last summer on the European Tour. Had his best result of the season a few weeks ago, tied for third at the Kenya Savannah Classic. Matthias Schwab carrying the banner for Austria. Bern Wiesberger, of course, not in the field this week. So Schwab is the top price guy. I've seen some people I respect tip him. Justin Harding, 18-1. to He won four weeks ago at the Magical Kenya Open. And the runner-up in that event to Harding actually was American Kurt Kitayama, who you see right there also at 18-1. to Martin Keimer, kind of the biggest name yeah. amongst those lower prices at 22 to one. And uh, really this event does have a history dating back to 1990. It's been in various incarnations. They play it at the diamond country club in Atzenbrug. It's a flat and exposed track par 72, about 7,450 some yards, half the holes feature water. You've got two par threes to Island greens on this layout. So you want to oh, find GIR, cool. you want to be able to scramble their bent POA mix on the green. So very smooth, uh, actually uh, uh, nice greens that the players seem to like winner last year here was Mark Warren at 150 to one. And uh, that was his first win in several years. So I only went with four. I didn't handicap it, like really get knee deep in the weeds here, but made a case for four guys. Yo Slouten, a former event winner here, 2013. He was 13 to two in this event, was the outright tournament favorite last summer and didn't get there. Now he's almost tripled the price. I just thought, okay, this is the number kind of more in his wheelhouse. I looked at him too. You look at his course form. Uh, 18th last year, 7th, 6th, 3rd, 1st, and 3rd. I'm going forwards to backwards on that form. And he's also back with his old bag man, Martin Gray, who he won this event back with in uh, 2013 when Loughton was one of really the top 50 players in the world, kind of in those mid-2010s. So maybe he finds some form again. American John Catlin. 50 to one, not a big hitter, but a very accurate hitter and a good ball striker was eighth here on debut last year. Also got a European tour win last summer. And then Masahiro Kawamura, 60 to one. Maybe he takes some inspiration from his compatriot Matsuyama this week. Top 15 in Kenya a few weeks ago, has some decent form. And then Darius Von Drio, actually that's two Dutchmen I have on this card along with Joe Slouten. Fourth year last year, best finish of the calendar year last time in Kenya with the top 10 finish. So those are the four I went with. This is not a really strong field. If you saw on that graphic with the odds board, you do not have a lot of massive names in this field. Week before the Masters, tough to get guys to come back. And then plus the fact that you're kind of in that no man's land a little bit, Brady, with uh, the fact that you've got the PGA in five weeks. They're just coming off the Masters. You'll probably have some European stayover here international players that'll play the Wells Fargo right. here in a couple weeks. So tough spot in the schedule for the European tour. Well, uh, I looked at a couple of guys you mentioned there. Martin Keimer, he certainly seems like the biggest name in the field, and I felt that that price you know, had a lot to do with that name, Martin Keimer, so I certainly didn't want to back him. Uh, also, you mentioned Joost Lauten, and I thought about him. I know that guy is absolutely a world-class player, looked like one of the better players in the field, and, and you mentioned the price, too. Not a bad price on him at all, but I had to go with the Florida Gator. Had to back mm-hmm. uh, Sam Horsfield there, who's had a lot of success early in his career on the the European Tour. Short price, uh, but let's see if he can get another one into the win column. And then uh, our old buddy Andrew Beef Johnston, and he was at 60-1, to which I thought was a pretty high price on him. Now, he's fallen off of form uh, quite a bit from when he really came onto the scene at the British Open years back, but uh, he's starting to find it again, so I took a shot with him at 60-1. to What are your thoughts on Beef? 
I do like beef. Uh, Arby's, <laughs> we have the beef. Or we have the meats. That's, of course, a sponsor of Beef Johnston. So it'd be nice to see him play well again. Really good personality. I thought maybe you were a vegetarian. You're fading Beef Johnston this week at the Austrian <laughs> Open. We'll come back and we'll talk a little PGA. It's major implications right here on Long Shots. major championship on the calendar is the PGA championship just about five weeks away exciting that the uh, schedule has changed on the PGA tour so we get these majors a little more closer together of course coming off of the Masters five weeks from now they will tee it up in South Carolina at the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island for the PGA championship Colin Morikawa the winner at Harding Park last summer he is your defending champion and it's time to play our game would you rather who would you rather have a ticket on in pocket to win the PGA championship. And Wes, I'll throw out matchup number one at you. A couple of stalwarts, a couple of guys at the top of the odds board. John Rahm at 11 to 1, or would you rather have Justin Thomas, a former PGA championship winner, at 12 to 1? A tough one right out of the gate, actually, because you can certainly make a case for both. Obviously, Justin Thomas does have the major championship win, a PGA championship. And the last big event on a Pete Dye course was the players championship that was a winner for this crew where he won a couple weeks ago at 22 to 1 you get another Pete Dye here albeit more you know the 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 players championship where that is at Sawgrass it's kind of that's kind of like more like this course this week really than it is Kiwa Island which is really on the island property and on the oceanfront property so I really could make a case for both but Something tells me that John Rahm is peaking right now. He doesn't necessarily have an extensive history on Pete Dye courses. He's won five PGA Tour events. He's won 12 worldwide over the last four years. But Didn't he did he win, win the Amex. He did win the career. Yeah, it was the Career Builder Challenge right. back in 2018 at PGA West. So that's a Pete Dye. Also, the Zurich Classic. That is also there a Pete go. Dye, but that's a team event that he won in 2019 with Ryan Palmer. That's at the TPC Louisiana. So so I guess he has more than meets the eye in terms of Pete Dye experience. He was knocking on the door the year Rory won the players. Yeah, yeah. It it just feels like Rom is kind of peaking. This isn't necessarily an argument against Justin Thomas because he's going to get bet in every major, and why wouldn't he? I know he had a disappointing weekend or a disappointing Saturday that took him out of contention, but... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say John Rom here just because I think that sense of urgency is there. Of course, he had the baby last week, so now he's not so immediate after right. that seminal event in his life. He has a few weeks before he kind of gets to go back on the road again. So this might be a spot where he's peaking. The major is going to happen for him now. Now everybody is saying, "Oh, you keep betting him, he keeps losing in majors." It is going to happen. I don't think there's any question. It is really a matter of if but when. Hopefully it's not like a Matsuyama thing where he had to wait a few years, <laughs> but I think it's coming sooner rather than later. I'd be on Rom with you. Uh, you know, I like to play bomb 
bombers in the PGA Championship. I think they set the course up that way where it caters to the big hitters, and I think Rahm is more of that ilk than is Justin Thomas, and I agree with you. I think he's coming on pretty hot, too. I also agree with you that I kind of like the three or four weeks after the baby, mm-hmm. not so immediate mm-hmm. as it was at the Masters. Let that sink in a little bit, and uh, maybe that can spur him on at Kiowa. Uh, the next matchup, Jordan Spieth at 14-1 to or Bryson DeChambeau at 14-1. to Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see. This is the ocean course, I believe, that they're playing here at Kiwa Island. And this is a big dog course. Back in 2012, it played 7,600 yards. It can play as long as 7,800 yards. So who are you going to take in that one? The guy that can hit it the longest of anybody, and that's Bryson DeChambeau. Even though I think Jordan Spieth, like I said, he is back. But the price has already been cut enough to where you're kind of losing a little bit of the value with him. And we know Bryson. I think with Bryson, he just hadn't figured out Augusta. Yeah. I don't think he's not a contender in other major championships. Uh, clearly at U.S. Open, it'll be interesting to see how he plays the Open Championship because he doesn't have a lot of overseas experience in those tournaments. But for PGAs and for U.S. Opens, and especially a course like this that is going to be super long, I'd be on DeChambeau. Totally agree with you. And I just said it about John Rahm and who's a bigger bomber than Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I think he's built much more for PGA Championships and U.S. Opens than he is for Augusta. And I think we saw clear living proof of that. He's having a tough time figuring out Augusta National. What he finished? 46th, I believe, there last week at six over par. Matchup number three, your Masters defending champion Hideki Matsuyama at 25-1. to one, Or do you want Willie Z, Will Zalatoris, at 28 to 1. Well, first time for Matsuyama as a major champion with everybody and all the great golfers in the world at the same spot congratulating him. So, how do you rebound from that and how do you react to that? Will Zalatoris, now the price you're not getting the bargains you are anymore. You're now going to start to see him in the 25, 30, mid 30 to 1 range. You're not getting him probably really where you should at about 50 or so to 1 because yeah. he's going to be so popular. Uh, but everybody's going to bet him next time around. Yeah. And that's He's what the makes, new Jordan Spieth. It's what makes me a little lukewarm about him. That being said, for a guy that's not a very big guy, he does hit it pretty good. He does. He's 6'2", 165 pounds. I mean, all the memes over the weekend that were so popular with him <laughs> and the actor who uh, played the caddy at the Waterbury Open for Happy Gilmore with that like platinum blonde hair between those two and Zalatoris and Adam Sandler had some fun on Twitter with it, with those means. So he was good sport about it. Very small lean to Zalatoris here in this. Would you rather? Yeah, I lean with Zalatoris too. I mean, the guy has a sixth and a second so far in his first two major championships. And you talked about it at the open of your answer there with Hideki Matsuyama. I think at this point he would be an absolute fade for me in the very next major that mm-hmm. he plays. And that's almost true for anybody. Colin Morikawa, we saw it after he won the PGA Championship. Absolutely. He, he very missed good the cut. point. Missed the cut at the uh, U.S. Open at Wing Foot. So I'd probably be doing the same here. Heck, even Dustin Johnson missed yeah, the cut at the go. Masters, even though the you had more Sergio. months in between. So, yeah, it's really hard to have that sense of urgency when you get one because these are so hard to get. If I won a major, I'd miss the cut the next time, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Shane Lowry's still on his bender from there that open <laughs> championship two <laughs> years Danny ago in Royal Port Rush. Yes. Uh, last matchup here. Daniel Berger, the Florida State Seminole, at 33-1 to against Victor Hovland, the Oklahoma State Cowboy, also at 33-1. to 
this is a very interesting one because you had, even though Hovland made the cut, these were two disappointments that some people really liked. Yeah. People really liked Daniel Berger and, and also Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, the talent is there. He's kind of waiting for that real breakthrough win against a major field. So you still kind of want to see it first and foremost, but has made the cut in his last three majors, made the cut at the PGA, made the cut at the U.S. Open, made the cut at the Masters. So it's coming along here. And then he was tied for second at the WG at the workday earlier this year. Ooh, gosh, this is tough. But uh, I am going to go with Daniel Berger, a very tepid lean, though, to Mr. Berger. I go with uh, Victor Hovland here. I think he is more built for a PGA championship. For me, I see Berger as Kind of more of a U.S. Open player, you think? Or? Yeah, I, I think U.S. Open, and I think maybe even a British, and I think this guy could possibly win a green jacket. I think Victor Hovland is absolutely a PGA championship type player. What we've seen out of him so far, anyway. Final segment coming up, the match play segment. Kelly Bidlin will join us and throw out his place for this segment as well. Of course, Matt Eumann's on vacation. We'll give out everything we've got for the RBC Heritage coming right up. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you for the Match Play segment. And our colleague Matt Humans is on vacation. Usually he sends in his plays or joins us here on set. But he is taking the week off. So we bring in Kelly Bidlin, one of the originals of the Long Shots crew. And uh, I think Wes and I should take a little credit, Kelly. I think we kind of turned you on to golf betting. And you've become a real pro at it. Of course, hit Daniel Berger at Pebble Beach, I believe it was. Harris English to start the year off at the Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. Oddly enough, where you is this week so we're going to give you first dibs who have you got on oh, your thanks. card for the heritage thanks i'm happy to be back on the show it was always a, it was a pleasure to start this with you guys and then uh to be able to come back and be a part of it again has been has been great and you're absolutely right brady i think w- between you two and some of the amazing golf guys we have around here this is I, yeah, there's not much i do right now besides nba and golf it's really all right, that's really all good. i'm betting on these days so yeah uh thanks humans but i'll take over your spot for t- this week uh, i appreciate it you got a uh, tough act to follow he's hit four futures i've hit four too so all right, that's well, what I've, 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 had four, I've hit four too but in in classic long shots fashion i do have two second place finishes the past two weeks oh yeah so hoping to get off the schneid on that one this week right. um anyways for some of the stats that i really uh looked looked at this week and built up uh, my modeling on strokes gained approach you guys already already talked about it but there's not many courses where that that stat is more important at than what we've seen in this tournament in its past so i really weighed that heavier than than everything else uh strokes gained putting uh important here like we heard Stephen hennessy talk about got to make those birdie putts on the par fours par fives uh good drives really which is Mm -hmm. a stat that takes into account uh, you know, the balls, balls that can go out of the fairway but stay in the light rough, not in the deep rough. Sli- tight fairways here, so that was really something I focused on. And then proxi- proximity from my pro shots, 175 to 200 yards. Reed Fowler from DraftKings uh, was reading one of his pieces last night on the tournament. Thought a great, uh, made a great point of 25% of the approach shots on this course come from that range on average each year. So that was really what, the, what centered around uh, my modeling for this this week over the past 24 rounds uh man there's some names up here that i've played a lot uh cory connors charlie hoffman paul casey russell henley will zalatoris uh brady i share several plays with you this week uh really mixed those two in and then i also ran i also ran my numbers through with extreme windy conditions too which we've seen take place on this course a couple times so really Picked and chose between the uh, between the different uh, b- different models names that popped up on uh, multiple times. Call more cow really like this week. I mean his we what he's been doing on approach shots is simply amazing. If he can get the pot- putter hot this week, I think he's a uh, uh, should should be one of the favorites. I was lucky to get him at twenty one to one. I thought uh, Daniel Berger was another one I played between course history here, what he's done recently in recent form, uh, what you, you know you guys have talked about what he does on courses like this. Uh, I thought think he's a really strong play this week as well um russell henley charlie hoffman guys that i've been on have played a couple times over the past couple months between honda classic uh charlie hoffman a couple weeks ago before before the masters he came in second for me so going back to charlie give him another chance this week um and then a couple long shots michael thompson doug gim both way up there in my models this week um, and actually, Doug Gim's got a lot of good numbers. Yeah, coming in. He, he was one. The only contended one I, at the players. Yeah, the only one I you don't see on here that I did add today was I took a, a top twenty on him at four to one too. I think he I think he's a guy that could sneak into that that range. So um, those are all the outrights, and then yeah, top twenty is the only person 
that I added outside of guys I had my outrights on was Paul Casey. Uh, he he burnt me in the Masters. I loaded up pretty heavy on him in the Masters. So <laughs> I said, I'm not going to go all in on you this week, but I'll throw you in a top 20. You're still way up there in a bunch of my numbers. So uh, that's what I got rolling into this week, guys. All right. Look, good-looking card for sure. Wes, your turn, my friend. I almost considered Russell Henley, too. He's one of my last I left off. But we'll start out Harris English. Uh, numbers been declined a little bit. You can still get him, I think, in the high 30s, pretty much market to market. It. Off his best Masters finish, T21, not that impressive because he doesn't really play well at the Masters. He doesn't really fit there. But now he's back by the coast where he is really good. He mm -hmm. lives just yep. a couple hours down I-95 in Sea Island, Georgia, one of those many Sea Island boys that are PGA Tour players down there. Sixth at the RSM in Sea Island last fall. Also won earlier this year at Kapalua. Has always played well at the Sony Open, has three top tens over the course of a few years there. Second and eighth, respectively, two good finishes at Torrey Pines. Fifth at the Corrales Punta Cana and the Dominican back in 2018, plus a victory and another fifth uh, in 2021 at El Camilion, which is, of course, where the Mayakoba Golf Classic is. So Harris English, I thought, made sense. This is a little bit of a risky one considering how poor he putts the ball, but Sergio Garcia missed another cut at the Masters. Mm -hmm. last week and if you look it only takes one to get a green jacket if you look at his career form it's not really that good at the masters but he got one green jacket and that's enough to make you a champion there for life he's missed cuts in 10 of the last 12 majors however this might be a spot for a rebound here if you remember after the u.s open where he didn't play well at wingfoot he won the sanderson farms in his very next start Finished fifth here last year. Granted, it was in the summertime in June. Led the field, strokes gained tee to green. He was 70th out of 75 players for strokes gained putting. So wow. you hear those numbers and you want to rush right to your app and go ahead and punch him in, right? <laughs> but nevertheless, he plays really well on Pete Dye Designs, especially at Sawgrass. Of course, he's won there. Top 10 just a couple months ago. So Sergio, 46-1. Then you think Pete Dye courses. You got to think Siwoo Kim. Right. Two of his three wins have Siwoo come on. Siwoo Pete, we're going to yes. start calling him. Yes, absolutely. He is has won two of his three career wins on Pete Dyes, including the Amex earlier this year, where he had to hold off he had to hold off Patrick Cantley, who shot a 61 course record yes. in the final round just to lose by one. That so, was one of my other wins, Brady. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Si on Siwoo. And hopefully this week, too. He won the players in 2017 on a die design. Many players that have had success here at Harbortown, too, have also had success. I know you like this angle, Brady, at Sedgefield. Yes. For the Wyndham Championship, which Siwoo won in 2016. So he made sense. Uh, sure. Geo too. Yes, absolutely. Christian Bezadenhout. It wouldn't be a week of long shots without a play by Wes on the South Africa. And it's actually Christian Bezadenhout. I often I, I I transmit the hoot and the hout. I'm gonna get it right at one point. Bezaden uh, hoot. It's yes. hoot. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, and he is at sixty to one. Two under 70 at the Masters last Thursday. Had a tough weekend. Ended up T40. Second in this week's field for for stroke for scrambling, rather. And fifth in strokes gained putting. And that's over the course of the last 24 rounds, which I like to look at, 24, 36 rounds, because sometimes the numbers will be deceiving if you go too far back and it's like, well, they were really hitting it good six months ago, but they're not really hitting it as good now, so it can deceive you. And then real quick, Kevin Streelman, 80 to 1, missed the cut here 
last summer, but he's got three career top sevens in this event. Remember a couple weeks ago at the Dell match play, he went to the round of 16, beat Abe Anser in a match, beat Vern Wiesberger, and that was a die design Austin Country Club. One of his two career PGA wins is on a die layout at River Highlands up in Connecticut for the Travelers. Yeah, there you go. JT Poston. Poor form of late. Four of eight cuts he's missed this year, but consecutive finishes of eight or better the last two years. Another Sedgefield correlation. Won this event in 2019 uh, for the Wyndham Championship. So JT Poston won 10 to 1. Matt Neesmith won 50 to 1. This is a, a stat play in terms of approach and greens and regulation, even though the putter really is hit or miss with this guy. But it's kind of a narrative street play. Played his golf at University of South Carolina. There you go. A resident of Aiken, South Carolina, just two hours away from Hilton Head and of course if you follow this closely you know that he proposed to his now wife on the 18th green yeah. right here at Harbortown three weeks a ago. A special so, place for So Mr. this is almost maybe like a major for him and, and I know that sounds absurd. Humans would be guy. giving you a hard time about your oh, narrative yeah, street play. This right? is always a West Reynolds thing like, on Long Show. Like, got married the there. What, West loves the soap operas. <laughs> West loves the soap opera angle. All the time God forbid I be a feeling and compassionate human being Matt Humans <laughs> out there in Hawaii. All right. Well, let me uh, run down my plays here as we wind up the program. And as far as the correlated courses I looked at, I looked at Sea Island. I looked at the Sony Open, YLA out in Hawaii, the Players' Championship, of course, the Amex, the American Express out in La Quinta, Colonial, which is very much like this where you shape shots, narrow fairways. And then, of course, their history right here at the Heritage. I started with Daniel Berger, just like you, Kelly, of course, has a win at Colonial, has a third at Harbortown, two top tens at the Players, a seventh a 14th and a 13th at the sony he missed the cut at the masters i only played one guy that did not miss the cut or not play in the masters and that's my next one here Corey connors at 35 to 1 he was eighth at augusta but I like the fact that he kind of fell off on Sunday and had a lousy round. The guy's been playing tremendous golf, and he kind of screwed up on Sunday. So maybe he's ready to bounce back. Maybe that ticked him off, and he doesn't experience the Masters hangover we've talked about in the program. Tenth at Sea Island, top 10, top 20 at Colonial, has a third at the Sony, top 10 at the Players. Russell Henley, I did dive in on him at 60-1, to 1, did not play at Augusta. Three top 10s at Sea Island, has a win at the Sony, top 10 here at Harbortown. Also took Charlie Hoffman. Kelly, you and I match up on that one. 60-1, to 1, great current form. Charlie Hoffman, you look at his recent starts, maybe the best year he's had in a long time. Did not play at Augusta, I like that. Two top 10s, one top 15 and a top 25 here at Harbortown. Four top 10s, including a win at the Amex. Five top 30s at the Players championship one top 10 two top 15s and one top 20 at the colonial and two top 25s at sea island he checks a lot of boxes does charlie hoffman chris kirk stephen hennessy's top play i'm on him too and he's a lot like charlie hoffman where he checks a number of boxes and tremendous current form they both played really well at the valero texas open they both did not tee it up at augusta so they are well rested and i got uh, chris kirk at 80 to 1 and then finally my long bomb west took Adam Long, a long shot on Adam. Of course, a winner at the Amex. He has a 30th at Sea Island, a 22nd at the Players, and a 19th at Colonial. And that'll do it for my plays. I did take top 20s on uh, a few of these guys, as well as Matt Kuchar. I figure this guy is an automatic to finish top 20. Of course, he is so good at over the years. And then finally, my matchup, Adam Long at plus 120 over Aaron Wise. 
make a lot of sense there. Obviously, Corey Connors, the ball striking has been tremendous. I almost played Russell Henley as well. So a lot of these make sense. And Kucher, of course, has been a horse for course here. I want to see if he can keep that form going, though, because he finally found some life, I think, at that match play. He really did. Matt Kucher's uh, kind of rejuvenated his career in the last month or so. Played real well at Austin Country Club. Another Pete Dye course. Next week, we are going to head to New Orleans for the Zurich Classic and our own Matt Brown will join us to break it down. Enjoy the tournament, the RBC Heritage. Thank you for tuning in to Long Shots. Good luck, everybody. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry radio discover more shows and movies for free with every cbd product claiming to do something different it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you lazarus naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals it's not about being the best in the world it's about doing what's best for the world not available in idaho iowa or south dakota this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure ready rav4 available with all-wheel drive your new rav4 is built for performance on any terrain or check out a stylish and comfortable highlander with seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota Let's go places.